Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, March 11th. As we get close to an end of, uh, of this week, we do have jobs coming out this morning. We'll talk more about that with Dave coming up shortly. Yesterday ended up in a mixed day. That'll be another area of, of conversation with Dave coming up here in just a second or two. Just a reminder, as we continue to uh, get phone calls about risk and volatility and what that means to people, uh, how important it is that you have the right amount of risk in your portfolio for your age, for how much longer you're going to work, when you're going to retire, all those type of things come into play when we start talking about um, making sure that, uh, that we've got everything lined up from a risk perspective. So if you're not sure what your risk number is or what the risk number is of your current portfolio, hey, give us a call at 863-382-0037. We'd love to sit down with you and walk through that process of determining what your risk number looks like. And we'll be up next with Dave. Dave, hello. It's 8.41 now, 19 before 9. Time to check in and find out what's going on on Wall Street. Yesterday, the tech stocks kind of took a day off and some profit-taking after a big bounce back. What are they going to do this morning? Let's head downtown and see what's going on. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. Nice, bright, sunshiny day. What more could you ask for downtown Seaburn? Oh, it is so darn pretty. I mean, we're looking at a high in the mid eighties today. It's uh, it's over it's over sixty five now, and the sunshine's going to stay with us for, according to Alan Archer, about eight days. That's hard to turn down. Yeah, it is, and it's. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, closer to race day, it's going to feel like summertime again, and that's going to not be good for people out of the races. Ah, uh, that's true. And there, but the, the good—I uh, don't know whether it's good news or bad news. Our next chance of a cold front is going to be next Friday. <laughs> well, Just that might be good. Yeah, it could be, assuming it doesn't bring any rain with it. Because who wants to get rained on out of the racetrack? We're all well, going to spend time out there. Yeah, that's true. Hey, no, we start. Yep, starting out setting the table for the morning. We had a banner day on the Dow yesterday. It was up 464 points. Darn good day on the Standard & Poor's, up a little over 23. On NASDAQ, after that big bounce they had the day before, we took a few profits. It was down by about five points, which uh, that, that I'd call a win after a big up day bouncing off of its, uh, uh, bouncing off its 10% correction number. Yeah, I, I think so. It's... Uh... You know, we had a, a like you said, a barn burner day on on Tuesday, eh, basically even day yesterday, and we're looking right now like a, a nice little bounce this morning, uh, coming coming off the open. The other thing that let's talk about uh, because it's a good possibility today uh, mm -hmm. is the Dow hitting a new a new all time high. Um, you know, it closed yesterday, like you said, thirty two thousand two ninety seven. The high is 32389 So, I mean, we're within less than 100 bucks, And uh, right now, that's kind of where the futures are bouncing about. Yeah, it does look like we could see a new record on blue chips. They've, they did not get hit as hard as the techs did over that little sell-down that we had for the last few weeks. So a little bit of an increase on the Dow is more than enough to bring us back up into nosebleed territory. I wasn't watching the Standard & Poor's. How close are they to the top? You know, they're getting pretty close. Um, you know, they closed yesterday, what, 38.98, uh, and their uh, their record is 39.50. So 
So, uh, so I mean, nope. we're, we're, we're within striking distance of a good day. Now, we're within the zip code of another record on the Standard & Poor's, too. We start out the morning with some modestly good news. And when you take a small beat, we'll call it modestly good news, unemployment claims. Market expected 725,000 or so uh, first-time unemployment claims last week. Good news, we got 712,000. And continuing claims continue to drop ever so slowly, but they are dropping at least the right direction. About 100,000 better than the market expected, so... Uh, I kind of put that under the heading of do what you said you were going to do and there's no big surprises to be had. And it was a surprise on the good side for what little it was. Well, I think so, too. Another thing I think it really does focus on, David, is that as more and more states open up and more and more people get vaccinated, we are seeing definitely the numbers of uh, first-time claims go down, uh, the continuing claims go down. Folks, these are all good signs of, uh, of a rebounding economy. The question is, uh, once we get kind of in full, full motion, will we be able to keep it going? Or are there going to be other shoes that will drop? And let me just throw this one out there, Dave, because I think this one's something that people need to remember is mm -hmm. that there's a lot of folks that couldn't get you know, kicked out of their apartments or their houses for not paying rent. And so we have all those things that are still extending out until September, I believe. What's going to happen when that, ha you know, when that moratorium is lifted, foreclosures can start again, um, you know, evictions can start again. That's going to be the other shoe that drops and, and how we anticipate that, how that's taken into consideration um, is going to be a big deal for this uh, economic comeback. I think you're probably right, and I kind of analogize it to uh, not changing the oil in your car for a few change cycles. Uh, yeah, you might not pay for it today, but somewhere down the line, it's going to cost you in terms of the life of your car. Well, the same thing. We've got a whole bunch of things that we've managed to kick down the road, did a lot of damage during the pandemic. We're repairing the damage as we go, but there's some hidden things like that skipped oil change uh, that might very well come back to bite us on the bottom even as we recover. And that's true. And that's still to be seen what that does and what effect that will have on our economy. Uh, I, I just think, you know, I, I like to get excited about the economy coming back, but then I also ha have to remind myself there's other other things out there that are eventually going to affect our economy and the workforce. Uh, reticence is always a good idea when you're looking at things, especially involving your money. Uh, on the other side of the fence, on the unemployment front, I suspect we can look at a substantial reduction in continuing unemployment claims as Texas reopens. That probably won't be felt next week, but I would imagine that uh, in a couple of weeks we should see some pretty substantial drops in continuing claims, wouldn't you expect? I, I would think so, based on uh, Texas opening up. I mean, that's a pretty big state um, that that should uh, – should maybe you know reduce that continuing claims number and probably not next week but i would think uh, by the middle of april um with the week delay we, we should be in a in a pretty good spot there that's kind of my read on it as well uh, other tidbits going on in the world today the european central bank announced that they were going to uh, uptick their bond buying basically the same thing our federal reserve has been doing just in an effort to loosen up money in the European community. They haven't had much of a reaction to that on the European side of the pond. On the other hand, OPEC put out a, 
on a petroleum demand projection for the next 12 months, and that did kind of talk up the price of oil a little bit. So we got a few things on the horizon that are worth watching that could affect our money as time goes on over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we do. The other thing I want to point out is uh, this came across my wire. Um, AstraZeneca uh, in Denmark, they have temporarily suspended the use of that COVID vaccine. They've seen a, um, a, a several cases of uh, blood clots in, in those patients. So they've suspended it for 14 days while the regulators look into it. Um, now, granted, we don't have it here in the United States, but, but that will put pressure on other countries uh, and, and just the vaccine in general. Glad we placed the big order the other day for for more vaccines from the suppliers we've got because there might be a supply crunch as they try to replace the AstraZeneca over in Europe. Yeah, that's true. And at this point, it's just Denmark. But uh, if it's happening in Denmark, it'd be interesting to see if it's happening in uh, in other countries too. That's absolutely true. It may ripple through the entire European community as well. As we look at the market as it is for this morning, you do have some reports that are out from some household names, don't we? Yeah, they're really getting slim, though, Dave. We're, uh, we're really kind of coming to the end of earnings season, right? We're getting close to the end of March now. So, But we do have a couple household names that people will recognize. The first one's Oracle. Um, mm-hmm. They did report five cents ahead of estimates. Uh, revenue was just a little bit better than expected. Um, their uh, their revenue in their Oracle Cloud division, though, has been kind of flying the ointment this time. They fell really short of their projections, or at least what the analysts thought they should be doing in that area. They also increased their dividend by 33%. Um, and increased their share buyback program, which a lot of that, other than the you know the shortfall in uh, cloud division, you would think it would be uh, a fairly rosy report, but that one little fly in the ointment is affecting them substantially this morning, down uh, a little over five and a half percent. Cloud storage is becoming a pretty competitive field, I suspect. I think so too, and that leads us kind of to the next one. Not a name that people are gonna recognize because I didn't, um, but that's their business. It's called uh, Cladoria. Um, and so they are a cloud-based data company. Um, they, uh, they did beat by four cents a share, uh, came in at 15 cents. Revenue was well above expectations, but they, uh, they gave weaker than expected forecast for both uh, profit and revenue. So you know, not a good sign for the current quarter, and they're trading down about 8.3% this morning. Youch. Well, how about Party City? Could you give us some good news on that? Well, let's see if Party City's partying any. Um, their uh, shares are under pressure this morning um, because they missed their earnings by six cents a share. Uh, came in at 25 cents. Uh, their uh, rav- revenue was basically in line with what they expected. Same store sales declined 5.9%, just a little bit less than the 5.2 that was expected. Uh, but uh, but they were getting hammered early this morning. They've, they've managed to at least recoup some of that because uh, they were down as much as 10% this morning. Now they're down uh, two and three quarters percent. They need to sell more masks for their parties. Uh, well, yeah, they need the, the right kind of mask, right? <laughs> That's true. Resetting the table. It was an update for the blue chips yesterday, a flat one for the techs. 45 minutes before we opened this morning. How are we looking, Philip? 
You know, we got a lot of green ink out there, Dave. As a matter of fact, all the things we talk about are green today. Uh, we've got the Dow up about three tenths of a percent, ninety dollars. Uh, we've got the S and P five hundred up six tenths, which is about twenty four dollars. And then we've got the Nasdaq up one point six percent, a little over two hundred dollars. So things looking good on that front. Flip over to the commodity side. Silver's up three quarters of a percent. Gold's up a third of a percent. And then crude oil, the one we would like to see in the red, is blasting green also. Up 1.5%, a dollar a barrel, $65.45 a barrel right now. I expect some of that is OPEC trying to talk the price up overnight. World Markets Asian Rim had a pretty good day up nearly a percent across the board on the Asian rim markets. Europe is kind of reacting to their central bank saying they're going to buy more bonds uh, reticently. England is completely flat. Germany is uh, up by a little bit this morning, but nothing exciting on that side of the pond. Advice is always necessary to be able to take advantage of times like this, but at the same time control the downside risk. Philip, how do I find you to do that? You know, it's just important that people understand the risk and know what that means, especially as they get closer to retirement. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to determine what your risk number is. Catch our website, statlerfinancial.com, and then join us this weekend. I know it's race weekend, but uh, but catch us when you can, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. Well, it's going to be a race weekend next weekend. They're just spending oh, right. a lot of time. That's right. Yeah. Cleaning out the RVs is what they're doing this weekend. So they should be able to listen to me for a long time this weekend. My idea, exactly. Turn on the radio and learn something while you clean out the RV. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thanks a bunch. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team now. 863-285-3815 and schedule your time for a phone or a video meeting with the team. Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Investment advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.